Hi, this is Dan Steele with your WASA Legislative Report for Monday, January 23rd. As the 2023 legislative session enters week three, there continues to be a whirlwind of activity. We'll start with an overview of action on our priority issues, special education and pupil transportation. Last week, the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee took public testimony on Senate Bill 5311, which would implement the governor's special education request. The bill would increase the current arbitrary funding cap from 13.5% to 15% and increase the special education multiplier, but only for three- and four-year-old students. Prior to the hearing, a proposed substitute of Senate Bill 5311 was on the table. At the time of last week's report, we had not yet seen the language in the substitute but we did have some optimism and would move the bill closer to Superintendent Reichdahl's special education request to eliminate the funding cap and increase the special ed multiplier across the board. When the substitute was unveiled, it didn't entirely mirror Superintendent Reichdahl's plan, but it was substantially better than the original. The proposed substitute bill still included a funding cap moving from 13.5% to 14.5%. The more important piece, however, the special education multiplier, was increased for early ed students, but also from kindergarten through 12th grade. Last week, Superintendent Reckdahl's request bill was also introduced, but not yet scheduled for action. House Bill 1436 would implement Reckdahl's budget request by eliminating the funding cap and increasing the tiered multiplier to fully fund the cost of special education services. Originally, Reichdahl's decision package, released in September, requested $972 million to fund the package. Recently, however, OSPI has updated the fiscal projections using more recent caseload data. The updated projected cost of House Bill 1436 now pushes beyond the billion-dollar mark. The substitute of Senate Bill 5311 is projected to cost near $350 million dollars. We've known all along that $972 million, and now more than the billion dollars, was probably too big of a bite for the legislative budget writers, but thought it was important to lay out the actual need that we have and then move to a number that would be more addressable. We hope now that the goalposts have been established, ranging from $350 million to a billion dollars. When Senate Bill 5311 is heard in the Ways and Means Committee, We'll have to push to ensure $350 million is the floor in the discussion. We'll also continue to press the funding cap and remind legislators that by maintaining a cap, regardless of the potential increases, they are acknowledging that they do not intend to fully fund special education, which breaks faith with the Constitution and will continue to force school districts to use local levy funds to backfill the funding gap. Last week, the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee also heard Senate Bill 5174 to revamp the pupil transportation funding formula. The House version, House Bill 1248, was heard in the House Appropriations Committee today. The bills aren't companions, but are substantially similar, and both include the same goal, to provide a transparent, predictable, and adequately funded system. Details of the bills are in the week one edition of our legislative newsletter, This Week in Olympia. Requested changes we are working on are described in the week two edition of TWIO. One key difference is the required benefits and pensions 
being required for student bus service that is contracted. We understand and support the need to provide appropriate benefits and retirement for people transportation employees, but we firmly believe that if the state requires the provision of these benefits to contracted employees, the state needs to pay for it. There is funding contemplated in House Bill 1248. However, there are major concerns that those costs are not fully funded. Our original hope was that we could get this language stripped from the bill. However, now it appears highly likely that similar language will be added to the Senate version, Senate Bill 5174. If so, tightened up language is our only recourse. This week, the conversation of universal meal provision began. Senate Bill 5339 was heard in the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee today, and its companion, House Bill 1238, will be heard in the House Education Committee tomorrow. Both bills requested by Superintendent Reichdahl would add free school breakfast and lunch to the state's program of basic education. This is expected to cost about $173 million over the biennium. There are some immediate concerns with the implementation of this program. However, the bill attempts to mitigate those issues. First, school districts can be exempted from the requirements until 2025-26 if they can show good cause why they can't comply with the requirements. Second, OSPI must reimburse school districts to participate in federal meal programs to ensure all costs for meals are covered. Third, OSPI is required to convene a work group to identify impacts to education programs and recommend actions to mitigate those unintended consequences. And fourth, there was a major concern that the provision of free meals would negatively impact programs that are funded based on poverty, which is calculated on the number of free and reduced lunch meals. The bill includes hold harmless language to support the learning assistance program based on the previous calculations of free and reduced price meal applications. Similar provisions are also included to ensure support for the National Board Certified Teacher Bonus for high poverty schools. Last week, the AWSP requested principal support bills, Senate Bill 5085 and Senate Bill 5175, were adopted by the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee. Both bills continue to be of major concern, and we continue to work with legislators as the bills now weigh action by the full Senate. Further details of action, as well as our suggested supports for principals rather than these two bills, are in the, in the Week 2 edition of TWIO. One of this session's major bills of concern, dealing with prejudgment interest, will be heard tomorrow in the Senate Law and Justice Committee at 1030. We strongly encourage you to take a few minutes to sign in as con on the bill. Further information is available in the last two TWIOs, including comprehensive talking points in week two edition of TWIO. This bill could have huge negative financial implications to local governments, including school districts. WASA is working with the other education associations, a local government coalition, Washington's two risk management pools, and a coalition of business organizations in a concerted effort to slow, if not stop, this bill. We ask for your help. As always, we encourage you to engage with your legislators and continue or begin to build relationships with them. Legislators need to hear your stories, and we can't do this work without you. Thank you for listening.